data has gotten too big. Whether you're a B2B marketer or a consumer brand, your data needs to be viable, relevant, and accessible so that Starista can help you retain customers, acquire customers, and make it personal. Welcome to the Marketing Stir Podcast by Starista, probably the most entertaining marketing podcast you're going to put in your ear. I'm Vin, the associate producer here at Starista. The goal of this podcast is to chat with industry leaders and get their take on the current challenges of the market. And we'll have a little fun along the way. In today's episode, AJ and Vincent chat with Suruchi Sharma, Director of Marketing at Zscaler. She talks about the regional concern over secured privacy when it comes to marketing in multiple countries. AJ returns from a trip to Puerto Rico, and Vincent needs to practice studying geography. Give it a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Starista's The Marketing Stir. I am your well-lit host, Vincent Petrofessa, the Vice President of B2B Products and Partnerships here at Starista. It is so great talking to you. Oh my goodness, I felt like it's been a long time because there was a little break, right? We took a little break over the summer and we know we threw out our best stuff. A lot of people go on vacation, but we're back, I believe. I hope we're back. You guys are listening still. We love you. So it's been great. Ladies and gentlemen, let's pause for a second. Talk about Strista. It's the only time I'll talk about the company. Strista, we are a marketing technology company. We own our own business to business data, business to consumer data. We help customers utilize that data to get new customers through our technology. We have our own DSP called Adster, connected TV, display, OTT. Email me, vincent at starista.com. That is how confident I am. I just gave you my email address to all our listeners. The other thing I am confident, not thing, person I'm confident in is our CEO. He is my co-host, ladies and gentlemen, fresh off of, seems like six vacations. He is, it's only one week, but I feel like he's traveling the world, this guy. Ladies and gentlemen, AJ Gupta. What's going on, AJ? Hey, Vincent, I am indeed back from vacation to Puerto Rico. I love it. Uh, this is your second. So, yes, and before that, we talked in the podcast, you were in like Montana on horseback or, or something. I don't know what you were doing. Maybe you weren't on horseback. I made that up, but you were certainly in Montana. Uh, close, Wyoming. Wyoming. It's the same yeah. thing, right? Yeah. Isn't it the same? Sure. Wyoming? No. Close I'm, enough. Close enough. Close to, yeah, the same thing. I think Wyoming, I think Montana, there's mountains, there's plains. Watch out, get so much hate email from people saying we're not the same. It's, yeah, uh, I know. All, all of our listeners in Wyoming and Montana are offended now. Yeah, big population of our listeners in Montana. Uh, well, maybe we will now because it'll create a buzz. Who knows? But back in Puerto Rico. Now, is this your first time in Puerto Rico after that conference? Did you just go to that conference a few months uh, ago and we're like, I love this place? Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So I was there for, I think basically two days for the conference and didn't really do a whole lot other than stay at the hotel but i did think it would be a nice place to go back to and then i discovered there's a direct flight from austin so that's nice. kind of uh, we, we try to pick things that are convenient to get to so oh absolutely yeah for me it's i have a certain you can't travel with kids more than like the six hour flights, the longest I'll do five hour. That's when we do to Mexico. And I'm like, that's it. Yeah. And no, no changeover. What are you crazy? I'm doing a changeover. <laughs> no way. 
But everything good? You enjoy? You're well rested? Just ready to, you know, the rest of the year? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm vacationed out here, so it's going to be a uh, uh, from here till uh, well, at least till Thanksgiving or so, nonstop work here. Exactly, and also when we may see you in October. October is advertising week. That's right. Starista will have a nice presence there. September, Starista is going to do comedy and cocktails. Well, we're sponsoring it, but it's through the Marketing Club of New York, hosted by yours truly. So that should be fun. So maybe we'll see you in September as well here in New York. We love having you up here, and we love having amazing guests on the podcast. See what I did there, people? I'm getting so good at this hosting thing, if I do say so myself. We have an amazing guest. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to introduce this next guest because I love her perspective. We're digging into digital marketing. We're talking to a company. We're talking to Zscaler. Zscaler, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know who they are, you'll get to know them. Please give a warm marketing stir welcome to the director of digital marketing at Zscaler, Saruchi Sharma. What's going on, Saruchi? Thank you for having me, Mimset. I'm super excited to record this episode with you. Absolutely. We're so happy to have you. I love the background. You know, got the logo there, the purple. I still don't even know how to put up a background. I don't, I'm like, I just have this industrial thing, just like my leftover lunch in the background, but it's okay. That's, uh, you know, the focus maybe is on me. I doubt it. I doubt it. But Saruchi, it is so good to see you again. It's so good to talk to you again. Let's get right into it because I'm very fascinated with Zscaler and I'd love for you to talk about it. For those of the audience members who are listening, Zscaler, tell us about the organization and then talk to us about your role specifically within the organization. Absolutely. So Zscaler is the creator of the Zero Trust Exchange platform. So at Zscaler, I, I would say security means much more than protection from threats. So I won't get into the technical jargon. So simply put, Zscaler exists to create a world in which the exchange of information is always secure and seamless. So my role here, I'm the director of digital marketing, as you said, and through global digital programs, which include SEO, SEM, paid digital, social, to name a few, my team's goal is to build awareness and generate demand for the business. Very nice, very nice. And, and Suruji, talk to us about what is a stable question we love to ask on the marketing stir. How did you get into this business? How did you get into marketing specifically? Yeah, so I started my career as a software engineer. So I joined Fidelity <laughs> after graduating from engineering. And funny enough, my first project was to build software applications to identify which marketing campaigns were working well. So I got so intrigued by the why I was doing what I was doing. And I would spend a lot of time understanding the business applications of what I was building. And fast forward, I did my MBA, got hired by Google straight out of campus. And now I'm pursuing digital marketing and advertising. That's a nice run. I love it. I love it. And what made you kind of switch from engineering to marketing? 
Yeah, so I really, um, you know, at my business school, I actually do, did a mix of like information technology and marketing. I think one of the biggest aspects which I loved about marketing, especially like digital, was the measurability, right? So there is, you can, it appealed to both the left and right side of my brain. So I thought, um, and I got the opportunity to join Google, which again, opened up the floodgates of like what digital marketing and advertising could offer. So I think it pleases my left brain which is like more logical engineering, but also like the creative aspect of it, both, yeah, I'm getting through digital. You've worked at some pretty big companies and great roles. Uh, which one of your experiences do you feel has played a important role in your career? I would say two. Um, so of course, like starting with Google, Google was literally like the launch pad of my digital marketing um, career. I never imagined myself as a marketer, you know, think of like me as an engineer. I would, was very like introvert. So digital marketing, like I said, appealed to both the left hand side and right side of my brain. And I haven't looked back since then. So Google was really like the perfect door opener for me. And the second most pivotal experience was joining Zscaler. So I got the opportunity to build this function from ground up. And when I joined, we were 300, 400 employees. And today we are close to 5,000 employees. And um, during the seven and a half years, I've worn many, many hats and it's been amazing. And also like the leadership, the trust and belief they showed in me in the last several years, it has been so great. And they always feel encouraged to give my best work. Uh, that's amazing, Saruji. I, I wanna talk about, you mentioned, security, you think about security, you think about privacy. I, I, I want to talk to you about what do you think the primary concern these days is while navigating the data landscape? What are some of the challenges to approaching consumer privacy? We love talking about that. On the yeah, that's a great question because I know targeted advertising, it definitely faces an uncertain future with privacy concerns on the forefront. And I think like the data laws, they vary by region, by country. So it further adds to the complexity. So several countries in Europe, as you know, right? Germany, it requires a double opt-in. So marketers should be aware when you're advertising in those countries. And I do feel like, you know, in order to, um, we'll always have the digital ecosystem has to evolve in a privacy controlled manner. So the value of first party data is going to be immense. So we should start increased reliance on the first party data. So something which I'm actively working on here as well. So I would say like a few guiding principles for the marketers, know your data, understand your sources really well, like where is where are different channels coming together and giving you that data. But of course, understand your regional nuances and work with your legal team. So they are my best friends. If I have any issues, I would just talk to them. Hey, is this a good campaign to run in say Germany or in any European country? So get their blessing and of course like integrate your data across other functions right your crm your web analytics other sources make sure they're integrated talking to each other to drive like the best value um and especially like you know if there are hand raisers anywhere you want to make sure you provide that seamless experience you're reaching out to them with the right message at the right time i love that information a lot of people are always concerned about you know security and privacy so that has been a huge topic in, in, in the marketing world, the data world, and, and on the podcast as well. So thanks for sharing that with us. Uh, Suruj, let's take a step back there. You know, I wanted to talk to you about 
You talked about your role as digital marketing and demand generation, wearing a lot of different hats. Talk to us about some of the channels that you love, that it's working for Zscaler, what's not. Mm-hmm. It's the marketing stir. People love hearing that. Yeah, I can probably spend an entire day on this question. Uh, but as you know, right, digital channels are critical across the entire purchase funnel. And I think that's that's something which we as digital marketers need to enforce. They're not just, you know, door openers. They're not just top of funnel. So especially since the pandemic began, the importance of engaging audiences through digital media has only gone up, right? We are engaging through digital. Um, so we use a full funnel strategy in order to build seamless experiences. And for us, like LinkedIn, Google, YouTube are the top three channels which we leverage. Um, of course, they give us the ability to target audiences based on interest, based on their intent, firmographic data, buying stage, and variety of other key signals. So we have been constantly evolving and testing our digital media mix to align better with our audiences. Um, and you know one of the surprising elements which we saw like connected tv video it's doing really well so i'll give you an example right for audiences who have no idea about what zscaler does engaging them through short videos it has been like the best performing channel so that builds awareness and at the same time that condensed message it appeals and as the users are progressing down the funnel we are engaging them with a more like one-on-one approaches. So it could be through some meeting maker engagements, architecture workshops, they do great for us. So we, we spend a lot of time like thinking about the user journey, where different channels plug in. And like I was mentioning, we have increased our investments in video ads and connected TV. So customer stories, as an example, they work really well. And we are leveraging a variety of video formats. Uh, like six second bumpers on YouTube. They are super great for reach and also for building that awareness. Also like audio channels and displays. Just, you know, we want to make sure we bring those authentic stories to life and our target audiences, they respond very well to customer stories. You clearly have a very unique background for, uh, for somebody in marketing. So how do you think your approach to marketing sets you apart and what's, how do you, approach it differently than others? Yeah, so I'd say we we focus very heavily on content and creative. So, and in order to do that right, you need to like start with your audience and not with what you want to say. I think that's the biggest mistake, which especially like startups early on they make, they want to talk about themselves. And the biggest determinant of effective marketing is always your audience. So always remember that. And a frequent mistake, like I said, B2B organizations they make is educating the buyers on their own company, product or service. And to be honest, like the buyer is not ready for that. They're just beginning to understand the problem. So focusing on their pain points, their needs and interests of the audience, that's the key. So if I would say like, if you're not targeting your audience with the right message, your promotions and advertisements are likely going to fail. And, you know, they will be falling on deaf ears. So spend time on your creative. I really think like, you know, good creative is good for business. And of course, like content is the key to it. And um, just to, you know, I know I talked a lot, but to give a little bit of structure to what I said, whenever we are building a marketing campaign, we just look at the three R's. 
starting off with reach. So is this channel good enough to reach my audience effectively? Second is your relevance. Is the message I'm going to put it, you know, put out there, will that resonate with my audiences? And of course, once your campaign is in market, one very key thing is like attribution and determining the third R, which is the ROI. Right. So you need to plug in that data back into your future campaigns to do a job well. So yeah, that's what I have to share. Great. Yeah, as an audience data company, we certainly appreciate that insight. Um, what do you think is an important personality uh, trait or strength for somebody who's just starting in your industry or wants to get in it? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a great question. And I always look for people who are curious, right? So they, because the digital world is changing so rapidly and it's constantly changing. You have so much to learn and sharpen your skills. I think curiosity is super critical. There are, I, as you would know, right, AJ, the new ads, new formats, new channels. So there's like no, that's not ending anytime soon. So there would be more innovations coming to the market. And of course, on top of it, the privacy laws, they make our work extremely con uh, you know, complex. So you need to be curious. You need to be constantly learning about the changing landscape and always be learning. And Saruchi, I know you, just from talking to you and, and seeing stuff that you've had on LinkedIn, that you're an advocate for women in STEM. And I want to talk to you about how Zscaler fosters an inclusive environment. Yeah, so at Zscaler, we do attract, engage, and develop talented people from a variety of different backgrounds, experiences, and thinking. So I would say like our culture offers an inclusive and supportive environment for women to engage and advance through their careers. I, in fact, lead an ERG called WISE, which stands for Women in Zscaler Engage. So we have 600 plus members and we are like growing super fast. So through WISE, we run several awareness and enrichment initiatives. There are professional development, you know, speaking engagement, speaker series, and we are fostering like new networking opportunities, both within and external to Zscaler. So overall, I believe like, you know, having an ERG which supports different groups, it really helps. And let's go back to you deciding to work at Zscaler. What, what was that? What, what influenced you? You were Certainly, you know, Zscaler, huge company coming from Google, really big company as well, right? So what influenced you to join the Zscaler team? There are actually three prime reasons, and I'm grateful that Zscaler introduced me to the startup world. We were, I said, right, 300 employees, and I'm forever grateful for that. So primarily, like the very first re reason was the bold vision. So I've always worked for mission-driven companies and Zscalers was fundamentally changing how security was done. And, you know, we had really like huge legacy vendors out there, but to do security in the cloud, you need a new approach, a new architecture, and which only Zscaler has. And I can, you know, for sure tell you that legacy vendors cannot live up to that. So that bold vision was very appealing. And secondly, um, sounds cliche, but the people, they are very, very important, right? So every single person I met during the interview process was highly driven and had nothing but great things to say about the company, the leadership. And of course, I mean, you want to be surrounded by people who are going to lift you, elevate you to be the best version. And at that point, it became a no-brainer. And thirdly, of course, like the opportunity was unparalleled. The technology is transformational and 
like I said, we don't have any real competition. I don't, you know, I'm not marketing here, but that's like the fact. And it makes your life as a marketer very easy if you believe in the products and, you know, the tech that you are marketing for. Yeah, and also, um, you know, from the opportunity perspective itself, there was a lot of autonomy in the role, which I always enjoy. So, you know, fast forward seven years, you've been here. What's kind of new and exciting that's coming for the company? Yeah, so we recently had our annual global user conference called Zenith Live, um, in which we announced like new innovations. And, you know, there's so many new uh, product innovations which came into the market, especially around like data protection. So we are in this hybrid world. So data protection is super critical and also data protection with simplified management and also better user experience. That's something which we are very heavily focused on. Another set of innovations we announced were around making your cloud workloads more secure and easy to manage. So those two are like the big ones, data protection and making your cloud workloads secure and easy. So those two were the big ones and I can, you know, we can definitely spend an entire day learning more about them. So you can uh, read more about Zenith Live and new innovations on our website as well. So speaking of the website, one of the things that our producers learned was that your data centers and offices are 100% renew renewable energy. So tell us a little bit more about that and how that came to be. Yeah, I think uh, when you talk about you know the technology itself, it's really like architecture, it really matters. And the way Zscaler has been built, it's the way you know the technology is clean and we make sure it's only possible like through a, a solution like Zscaler where you know the architecture is like cloud native and it's environmentally sustainable. So we have roughly like 150 plus data centers across the globe and they run on 100% renewable in, you know, energy. So we launched a huge initiative around like November 2021 where we wanted to move towards like 100% renewable energy footprint so the data centers which we chose and we you know enhance them to make sure we are environmentally sustainable Suruji, i want to talk a little bit about the you know your career thus far right we we touched upon it and we talked about some characteristics we talked about uh the experience but what do you think has been one of the biggest learnings of your career right we always like to or big realization, something that you thought was easy, was harder than you thought and vice versa? Yeah, I think when you are working in environments which are like constantly changing, uh, I think one of my biggest learnings was, you know, never be complacent. The environment around you is always changing. So stay ahead of the curve, you know, wear your best foot forward in a way that you are learning. You're learning from everyone, right? It's it's we are senior management, of course, like the people who work with you on your team. So that day one uh, mentality, it has always helped me. It's just your, you know, um, again, my CEO's quote. So he, he shares that a lot, that success is um, never owned. It's always rented and the rent is due every single day. So <laughs> that is a constant reminder for me to make sure I'm not complacent. I'm always learning. So that's the biggest learning which I, I can share. Yeah, my CEO does the same thing to me. He <laughs> keeps me on my toes, ladies and gentlemen. Mr. A.J. Gupta, he always keeps me on my toes. Uh, you know, I can never, uh, don't get complacent. No, no, he's very motivating. He is. I, 
I say that truthfully. So, Sergi, let's talk about that conference. You, a lot of people also want to know people getting back to conferences. What's happening? What, what are people doing? Was that virtual? Was that live? Do you do more of those? Was that open to the public? What's the plan? That was, in fact, our first time, like in the last two years, we went public. That was an in-person conference with like folks joining us from around the globe. So we actually had one in Las Vegas and there were like two others that are happening. One is happening in APJ this week, I think August 5th. And we also had a version in EMEA. So we wanted to like bring our customers back together, the teams back together. And it was amazing to see the level of engagement and excitement. So yeah, so we are moving. We still would have a few like virtual sessions and like you know, road shows, et cetera, but it would be like a combination of both like in-person and virtual at this point. And those are available to the public, right? It's not just a customer event. These are current customers, potential customers. Absolutely. And, and that's right on the Zscaler website? Yes, and um, there are on-demand sessions available so people can go to a website. It's actually, you know, one of the top, um, things you will see on the website on our homepage. So you can read about like on-demand sessions, exciting customer stories. It's like a lot of learning you can see on the website. And I noticed that Las Vegas conferences, you got to have all your meetings that first day. That's it. <laughs> yeah, you have all their meetings that first day. And then, you know, the next few days are just, you know, maybe a casual meeting here and there, but it gets, yeah, Vegas does that to you. But no, I'm glad, I'm glad uh, that you were back. So one of our staple questions is regarding LinkedIn. So what are some of the messages that you like receiving? And more importantly, what are some of the ones that uh, you really dislike? Yeah, I, again, we all get inundated by those emails and LinkedIn messages, right? So for me, a message that is authentic, personalized, talks to my pain points and maybe like how I can do my job better, it always rings a bell. And especially when backed by data, like I said, that left side of brain, it needs to feel good as well. And the messages which show that lack of thought or research, I think they really throw me off. And I'll, I'll share you with you a funny example. So the other day I received a connection request on LinkedIn um, and the message said, we both breathe oxygen. So let's connect. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> what more can I say? Probably that is not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a good one. I have not heard of that. No. Before, so. I think that we need to be connected to every single person on the world if that's yeah. the criteria. <laughs> I love it. So one of the uh, you know, one one aspect of this show is also getting to know you at a personal level. So tell us a little bit about what your some of your hobbies are outside of work and what do you do for fun? Sure. So I'm a painter and painting has been a, been a hobby that has stayed with me since childhood. And I do all sorts of painting, you name it, oil painting, acrylic, water-based, to name a few. And I really think, you know, painting helps me stay centered. It's a great stress buster if you have not tried it. And above all, it keeps your creative juices flowing. And also, of course, outside of work, I'm a huge proponent of diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives. And DEI is at the heart of everything we do. So like I mentioned, I do lead Women in Zscaler Engage and ERG, right? That's working for fostering an inclusive environment for women. So that is, again, like a huge learning experience for me, which I enjoy. 
Now, Saruchi, have you been taking advantage of that, you know, that big craze out there? You're in that Bay Area, that sourdough craze. Everyone's been uh, jumping on that, baking bread. That's, uh, you're probably not because you're in that area and you're like, why would I bake sourdough when we have access to the best sourdough bread ever? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, yeah, a lot of people have been doing that. I want to get back to your, I love that LinkedIn answer. That's the first, AJ, where it's the oxygen. That, I wonder if I would probably, I would accept that request and just say, all right, you, you know, you got me, what's, what's going on and see. And then they probably try to sell me in like three minutes, but then I would remove them. But yeah, that's a first. I, uh, I, I like that. Yeah, I think yeah, the fun yeah, part was I, we didn't have any mutual connections. And on top of it, like the profile picture was, you know, it was very animated. It had like nothing. You couldn't even see a real person. So I got a little <laughs> bit confused. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Uh, I'm in a security company. Definitely not up for yeah. like phishing attacks out there. Yeah. So um, I think a little bit of like a color definitely made me smile. Huh. We both breathe oxygen. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. I know that's uh, that is a good one for me. Uh, I, I tell people on the podcast all the time. I said, you know, a little bit of flattery goes a long way with me, and so that's all. It goes so to say, uh, you know, something. You know, it's funny. A lot of people now they say they want to get guests on the podcast. A lot of those PR agencies, PR agencies. If you're listening, here's the way to do it, right? Just say you like the podcast. Start there first. Hey, I love listening to your podcast. I'd love to get my client on. That's all. See, marketing, little things like that, little tricks of the trade. It's amazing. It's really, yeah. Sorry. It's great to see your audience is growing, which is awesome. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we we owe it to our, our marketing team, our guests, and just people. You know, now speaking of conferences, it's I love it when one or two people, it's usually that many. It's not like hundreds, let's, let's, you know, not hundreds of people coming up to me at these conferences and saying they like the podcast, but yeah, our listeners, we, we love it. We try to offer some thought leadership, have great companies on great people. So yeah, we appreciate that. So Suruchi, you kind of answered my question a little bit. Maybe it is painting, but you know, what gets you out of a, a rut? What keeps you excited? What keeps you motivated? As I mentioned before, my CEO motivates me. So uh, that, that, that's what happens there. But t talk to us about what you like to do there, just to, that uh, advice for people, just to, hey, if I'm having a tough day, this happens. Yeah, I, I think we all know like Zoom fatigue is real, right? So it's sometimes we need to take that break. That would be my advice. Self-evaluate. It's sometimes also like really important to understand what got you in that work slump or rut position and to begin with right so focus on one thing at a time and I sometimes I'm guilty of that as well right with multiple things coming to you from all directions so I really try to remind myself that hey focus on one thing at a time I actually have that written on a post-it in my office right and that ruthless prioritization um, I always like take 15 minutes to start my day I have my A's and B's and C's in terms of priorities and then I see and then I evaluate them like every single day to make sure I don't get into that situation to begin with so yeah take breaks self-evaluate spend time with yourself go on a walk take meetings uh, zoom meeting not necessarily with camera on sometimes you can just have like a quick walk 
along with your meeting. So I tell my, um, there's there are actually a um, couple of folks on my team and I'll tell them, hey, let's make that like a walk and talk kind of a meeting. I'll have my sneakers on and we can just go talk if we have nothing to present. Yeah, no, I like that idea. I try, that's what I try to do. Like my most peaceful moments are when I'm actually walking to work. I live in Manhattan and I walk to work here, the, our New York City office, and that's my time. That's the only time I usually get because then I go home and I have, uh, you know, a, a toddler and a five-year-old. And uh, I know you mentioned you have a, a young one and AJ has young kids. So yeah, it's like, that's the only time I get is that walk. But, yeah. and, when I'm, and when I'm going home, is that walk a little slower than normally? It is. I take my time. I, I find myself as a parent, my wife's like, can you go uh, food shopping? I'm back out in what normally would take me 13 minutes. I'm back in like an hour and a half. Just, you know, that's just little moments there. I do that for myself. But yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I can spend a whole podcast on that. But <laughs> I can tell you definitely. Yes. And it, it and it's so important, right? Plus there are times when I would just turn my turn my do not disturb on on my phone I don't want to look at my device right so that's my walking time if it's just my own self-evaluation time or I'm taking a break I would not look at my screen so I'll do that in a very disciplined manner I try um, but of course I think that really helps uh, absolutely and final thoughts we uh, you know we were coming to the end here you gave great advice final thoughts Saruchi on Zscaler, security, life, anything. We love, we're listening. Awesome. So for all the digital marketers out there, like four um, things I want to share. Of course, like think about the full funnel strategy. Like I said, digital advertising is not, not just for the top of funnel, but use it to, you know, it's critical across the entire purchase funnel. Second, Top performing brands are agile across the digital mix. So quickly test and adopt. We have been doing that since the past several quarters, right? So as new channels were coming in, it has been a huge, huge benefit for us to see, hey, these new channels are extremely great, like connected TV. So why not, you know, shift the media mix there? And thirdly, of course, the top performing brands are going to be leaders in video. So take advantage of the ongoing boom in media consumption. And lastly, let data be your Yoda. Automate wherever you can, let data be your guide. I love it, I love it. I, and I could not agree more. I've, I find, like you said, connected TV, we're seeing that in the industry, we're seeing it here at Starista where people, those business executives are home. So we're seeing an increase in that on the B2B side. So I, I, I love hearing that and, and you just kind of putting a stamp on that. Because business executives are home. I'm at the office, right? But yeah. a lot of them are at home and they're watching you know, connected to you. They're watching different streaming services. And I'm noticing in that a lot more. We've been seeing an increase in that. So we appreciate you sharing your thoughts. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Saruchi Sharma. She's the director of digital marketing at Zscaler. I'm Vincent Petrofessa. That's AJ Gupta, the well-traveled AJ Gupta. This has been another episode of The Marketing Stir. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Stir podcast by Starista. Please like, rate, and subscribe. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, please email us at themarketingstir at starista.com. And thanks for listening.